new brother was doing it, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But Brother Spencer didn't even hear I was talking about him. He said, yes, he, he got a hand clap and didn't know it. On last week, if you remember, we talked about uh, faith. And if you recall, uh, I talked about Peter, Jesus praying for him. And uh, you know, only go so long, and then I stop. So I got to finish the part that I did not finish last week. If you remember, Peter had just got through telling Jesus what he would do. That no matter what the situation or circumstance was, he could always count on him. Remember that? And he was at the dinner table, of course, with all of his friends. And you know, sometimes when you get around people, you talk bigger than your faith. You know how that is? And, and, and you do that, you know, and it, what happens is it draws tension to you. And so Jesus didn't let him get away with it. Remember Jesus said, man, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. So he shut him down right there. And he said the thing that I told you all, that some of the best prayers are Jesus' prayers. And if you remember, I told you all I wanted you to pray the prayer for me that Jesus prayed for Peter. You see, I don't like people praying for me because sometimes they get it all wrong. You know, there were people when I was telling them what I was going through, they, they were saying, I hope they don't find nothing. No, I'm going there so they find something. You see, so we can get that taken care of. And so I came up with a prayer that I wanted that everybody can do, if you remember. And I used uh, kind of a parable from you all that saw the movie The Butler. If you saw the movie The Butler, and for you all that didn't see it, it was about a young African-American man who had been, had served four presidents, I think. And then when President, he had retired, but when President Obama got in, uh, he, President Obama wanted to see him and meet him because of his reputation. And so when he got there, there was, of course, another a young man had taken his position, right? And he, well, he was glad to meet you, so glad to meet you, sir. And he was doing all of this. And they were walking toward the, the president's office. And he, the younger man said, I'll show you the way. And that old butler looked at him and said, I know the way. Been there before, then went through four presidents, right? And I used that as a parable when, don't send me no scriptures. I know the scriptures. Don't tell me I, that, about knowing Jesus. I know Jesus. Well, Pastor, what should we pray? I want you to pray the prayer that Jesus did. And, 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 when, and, and this is very, you need to get this right. Jesus prayed one of the greatest prayers that you can pray for a Christian or your pastor. He says, I pray that your faith fail if you're not. Peter knew Jesus, walking with him, you see. But he said, I'm going to pray for you, Peter, that your faith fail if you're not. And so one of the things that we need to do is learn that. 
learn that. Some people, they don't need all that stuff. You pray that your faith fail if you're not. Are you with me? Now, the second time, uh, and I think it's, that's, uh, and I, that came from the voice. He said, but I will pray for you. I have prayed that your faith will hold firm. That's what you need to do. Pray, now stay with me, because then pretty soon we're going to turn this around. I will pray that your faith holds firm and that you will recover from your failures. That means Jesus already knew he was going to fall. Right? And then after, he knew he was going to fail. And he says, and that you be, it becomes a source of strength when you get it back together again, mm-hmm. that you can pray for others. Mm-hmm. Are y'all with me? You see? And the, the other version says, I will pray, ex- especially for you, Peter, that your faith and your confidence in me mm-hmm. may not fail. Right. You see? And once you turn back again to me, okay, strengthen and support the other brothers with your faith. So that means he's going to turn away from it. You see, and you remember, some of you have been with me, I told you the first time I dealt with cancer 26 years ago, they told me that. You see, me and God fell out. Because I could have told him a whole lot of people deserve to have cancer. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it right, eating right, exercising, doing all these things. And this other brother's over here doing what he get ready, eat what he get ready, do what he get ready, drink what he get ready, and it's me. So we fell out. You know, he, he didn't fall out with me, but I fell out with him. I think for about, I told Gwen for about 13 hours. And then I came back to my senses. You see? You see? You see? And then you've heard me, and this is the one you need to get. About four and a half years ago, when I had bone cancer in my spine. And, of course, they took me to the hospital Liberty, and they didn't have the medication that it needed to take the pain away. And they went all, they said I was in the emergency room for nine hours before they got a room. I don't even remember so much pain. And I told Sister Gwen, I can't live like this. You see, and then I told you all, that's the first time that my spirit ever was broken. All right? You understand? But I came out of it, right? So wouldn't common sense tell you that, and I was able now to come and tell you all what you need to do. How many of you think God is a God that knows all things? And he's a God of prophecy sometimes, right? So these messages I'm giving today ain't for me. I'm there. Been there, done that. He's using these messages for you because everybody in here is going to go through something. And if you ain't been through something, you see what I'm saying? And sometimes you just need a simple prayer, the Jesus prayer, I call it. Mm -hmm. Father, bless me to the point that my faith felleth me not. You see, been to church, heard the messages, mm-hmm. meditated, done all those things. But it's not how much you know, it's how much faith you have in what you know mm-hmm. when it's time to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so the commentary last week was mm-hmm. feed your faith, your doubts will starve. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Feed your faith, your doubts will starve. You want to starve your doubts? Feed your faith. You see? Because, you, you see, uh, uh, you can get hungry and feed the wrong thing. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve. And remember I used to, uh, the commentary, a great preacher, preacher once said years ago, most Christians feed their bodies three hot meals per day and their spirit one cold snack a week. Uh, and then they wonder why they are spiritually weak. Try to reverse it and see how weak your body gets. Give it one cold snack a week, you see? And so today, I want to go further into how to deal with circumstances. Remember this, we Christians, our circumstances are not supposed to control us. We're supposed to control our circumstances. And there are always going to be some circumstances. You can ask some people in here, they'll tell you how tough it can be. Yeah, they can tell you, been through some things, you see? And some of you are going to go through some things. You, see, you understand what I'm trying to tell you this morning? You see, so you got to feed your faith. And you need to pray for your faith. You need to ask God, God, bless me to the point that my faith doesn't fail me. Because Satan's going to attack you. And if Satan don't, life will. You see, that's life. Folks, folks talk about that old devil. The devil ain't got nothing to do with that. You see, I... I, I remember the old folks used to say, you know, that old devil got in my knees when I got in this morning. Yeah, well, he's in mine. The devil ain't in mine, but arthritis is. You see? Do you know what that's called? Old. I'm 75 years old now, and all the stuff that I've done has caught up in my knees. I ain't the only one that has to take their time getting up out of bed. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? You see? You understand what I'm saying? So some of these things, we give the devil too much credit. Some things just life. You know? You know, I have to eat small meals a day. Can't digest like I used to. You see? Used to get a slab. Eat the slab. That lasted three days now. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Ain't got nothing to do with the devil. It's that things ain't like they used to be. Right? So I'm not going to give the devil credit for things that he doesn't deserve credit for. But there's something. The devil wants to challenge my faith. There's where he can know the greatest weapon that you have as a Christian is your faith. And what he wants to do is challenge your faith. You see, he wants to take away from your faith because he knows that there is the power that you have to sustain you through your circumstances. But if you don't have faith, your circumstances will control your life. Are you with me? All right, so we're going to start. Is it Philippians? Yes, Philippians 4, starting at verse 10 from the NIV. So we're going to see what the, you know, so a lot of times we get caught up in what Jesus said that, and, and, you know, Jesus is Jesus. We can't. Jesus was 100% spiritual, divine, right? But he's also 100% what? Human. You see? Even he had to, did he struggle in that garden? Father, if not my will, but thy will be done. 
That's what he said, right? And for a moment, he struggled. Three times he went back and forth struggling until he, he got it together. And then he said, not my will, thy will be done. So Satan desires. One time Peter was talking to him and said, Lord, you're not going to die. You remember that? And Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because he was trying to take away from what he was here to do. All right, so, so there's the key is the faith key. Now, we pass me now, okay? They're taking care of me. God, me, doctors. So this message is not for me. This message is for you. And he uses me as an example to teach you, hey, sometimes you got to put your gloves on. you got to put your faith gloves on. This is a spiritual or divine war. And you got to have faith to get through what you got to get through. All right? Here we go. He says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Now, this is Peter, uh, Paul. Paul is talking to uh, the people, and they were all concerned about uh, uh, what Paul was at and what he was going through. And uh, he, was, he was excited about the people concerned. And we should be concerned about one another. All right, here we go. Indeed, you were concerned. But you had no opportunity to show it. And the people were concerned about him, but they had no opportunity to show him uh, their love and their support. Right? Are you with me? Because we're going someplace with this, all right? And then he says, I am not saying this because I am in need. So he's saying, I'm not saying this because I am in need. This is, this is Paul talking. This is a great lesson for all of us. Mm-hmm. Because he said, listen to what he says here. For I have learned to be content Whatever the circumstances. He said, I've learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances. What that means is my faith in God keeps me content in whatever my circumstances. You see? That's what you got to have. Whatever. What he said, anything. And it's in here to let us know that you're going to have some circumstances that are going to come up. You better be ready to deal with them and learn how to handle them. Because, see, sometimes people want to help you, but they can't help you. Right? Right? Right. Now, I know y'all love me. Does anybody want to trade places? Thank you. Don't lie. (laughs) You see, you'll be in the hospital tomorrow. (laughs) You see? So you would love to help, but not, you see? But pastor was telling you today, you got to learn that. You got to learn that. Let's just look at the economy now. It's in everything. You got this. The best. There's a bad economy. The best thing in this economy now is teaching folks how to handle their money. You see, everybody's talking about how how high things was. You know why we struggle? We didn't. We should. There's a proverb. The proverb told us if we'd have done what the proverb tells us to do, we wouldn't be struggling. You know what they said? Watch the ants. You know what the ants are doing? They working. When wintertime comes, they got it all stored up. I know all y'all done that with your finances. You didn't throw no money away. You didn't waste any money. You, you, you got plenty of money. You know, the average American, look it up, the average American can't come up with $500 cash. And so uh, the, the, the great writer of the Proverbs knew, I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? So one of these days when you got some ants, don't kill them. Go out there and look at them. They working for wintertime. Can I tell you something? 
all three seasons are going to happen in your life. It's going to be summertime, you know, when it's really good. And spring is kind of nice for summers like it, but then wintertime comes. Are you ready for each circumstance? When it's too hot or when it's too cold? You're going to let your circumstance control how you handle it. All right? This is really a prophecy. All right? You can't come out of here today and God's going to tell you when something happens. Pastor tried to tell you to get yourself together that these days would happen. Remember that song, Mama said there'd be days like this, Mama said? <laughs> All right. Okay. See, if I was y'all, I'd go to a church where they talked about prosperity all the time. <laughs> I don't want no preacher telling me, hey, you need to be ready for trouble because trouble will find you. Yeah. But you love me, don't you? Yes, amen. All right. Then Paul continues in verse 12. I know what it is to be in need. See, he says, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. He says, I know what it is to have plenty. You know, I teach you all the time. Handle your mountains and your valleys the same because they both are temporary. You see, I'm just using this parable. Say it's a parable. parable. Some people went to a store to get some food just to, and was excited about buying some food. And I think some one young lady went in there to get a cake or something for her granddaughter's birthday. And guess what happened? A tragedy. You understand where I'm coming from? Y'all with me? We never know what's going to happen. He says, you know, sometimes I get caught up into, I'm past my needs now. God's already taken care of that. Sometimes I get carried up into my wants. And the Holy Spirit says, you don't need that. You need to learn how to deal with the plenty God's already given you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got plenty. Handle your plenty, but handle it hum humbly because people who have plenty can one day be in need. Okay, here we go. Then he says, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. That's faith. Paul said, I've learned to be content in any and every situation. It takes faith. It takes faith to be content in any situation, whether I have, whether I have not, whether I'm lonely or whether I'm in the crowd, whether I'm hungry or whether I'm full. Okay, let's just be real, okay? Whether I'm sick or whether I'm healthy. Okay? Where the family's together, when the family's pulled apart. You see? When I lose someone when I, I love, okay, or when I have someone I love. He says, I've learned to deal with every situation because you got to deal with it. Or you to deal with you. All right? And he says it this way whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Learn to handle it. And see, living in plenty is just not food. You see, someone says that they would like to have plenty of friends. Someone says, I have plenty of friends. You see, the one that probably wants plenty of friends are better off than the one that has plenty of friends. 
because about half of them. You, you know that Judas was Jesus' friend. Some of you all went to school and you've heard that story. Oh, and you too, Brutus? He was Caesar's friend. Are y'all with me? So you better learn it. Learn to handle where you're at. Because whether it's up or down, it's all temporary. You see? I looked in the mirror, man, I was like, man, you begin to sink in a little bit. I'm getting to look my age a little bit. 50. So <laughs> caught y'all, didn't you? Caught you, didn't you? Uh-huh. You understand what I'm talking about? That's right. Okay, here we go. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do this because my faith is in God and he gives me strength. Yes. Why would he give you strength if you weren't going to have to go through something to need it? Right? The book says, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. You see? Are y'all hearing me? You're going to need strength in this life like never before. Strength to go to the hospital. Strength to go to the graveyard. You're going to need strength. That's why you need it. If I didn't need strength, he wouldn't give me strength. He's given me strength, and my faith accepts that strength that he gives me so I can handle whatever circumstance comes upon me. All right, all right. Amen. Okay? Then Paul says in verse 14, Thank you. It was good of you to share in my troubles. He said, but I, I'm glad that the church is praying for me. It's good for you. But I'm good. That's what he's saying. He said, I'm good. But guess what Paul is? He's a great example for us because he's able to write it here and to make us aware of what life can bring upon us. Yes, Guess what Pastor's doing? He's teaching you how to deal with it. How to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You see? And you got to deal with it in class. Always have class. I'm a classy guy. So we'll deal with it with class. Folks will tell me, you look the same. Well, yeah, I look the same because I'm going to handle my circumstances the same. You see? What do you want me to do? Folks want me, oh, poor me, would y'all? No, 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 no. It's not the way you deal with it. Handle your business. Whether it's up or down. It's the book. That's why he gave you strength. All right? It's called spiritual muscle. All right? Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians 16, starting at verse 13 from the boys. Yeah. Listen. Stay alert. You got to listen, stay alert, stand tall in the faith. Mm -hmm. Be courageous and be strong. That's the voice. Yeah. Let's just do this with me. Listen. listen. Stay alert. Stand tall in the faith. Stand tall in the faith. Be courageous. Be courageous. And be strong. And be strong. That's what we're about. Prepare yourself for that. All right. And let love prevail in your life, words, and actions. And that's how it is. All right. Here we go. And again from the Amplified, be on guard. <laughs> sure enough, be on guard. And stand firm in your faith in God. Stand 
I'm repeating it again for you. Stand firm in your faith in God. Yes. Respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Yes. Beliefs. Keep them sound. That's right. Act like mature men and be courageous and be strong. Act like mature women. Be courageous and be strong. That's what it's all about. All right. And let everything you do be done in love, motivated and inspired by God's love for us. God, you believe God loves you? Amen. Amen. The old folks say uh, he won't put anything on you that you can't bear. But you will. You see, God won't put anything you can't bear. People say, God, I'm hurting God. Wouldn't put anything. I said, you put that on you. God didn't put that on you. All right. Am I doing all right? All right. So you, you have no excuse after the day. Because this is a prophecy for y'all, not me. I'm there. All right. And as we all know, Romans 8, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And, and what I do is put that who to what can be against us. If God is for us, what can be against you? Who can be against you? What can be against you? Is God for you? You believe in him? You have faith in him? <laughs> what can stand against you? First John 4 and 4 from the NIV. And this is a beautiful thing. You dear children are from God and have overcome them. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. It bothers me when Christians give the devil too much credit. You a child of God? Yes. You saved? You have the Holy Spirit in you? Yes. Do you know how big the Holy Spirit is? When God said, let there be light, he said the Spirit moved and it was light. He said, let it be this, let it be that, let it be this, and it all came. Do you know that when Jesus died that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit quickened him? Brought him back. Guess where that Holy Spirit's at? In you. The Holy Spirit is in you. That's what it is. It's called the indwelling Holy Spirit. So, so that's how strong, and I wish that you would really get this, dear children, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That means that anything in the world, you're greater than. Right? What is the parable your pastor taught you? I am? That's how big you are. You're a million times bigger, billion times bigger on the inside than you're on the outside because the same spirit that was in Christ is the spirit that was in you. Quit letting this, ooh, quit letting this petty stuff, petty stuff, <laughs> quit letting this petty, quit letting this petty stuff move in your life. Come on, Holy Spirit, come on, come on. <laughs> You know, come on here. You that big? You that big? You that big? Then start acting like it. Yeah. 
You see? Do you all know that I'm having a great time? It's baseball season. I'm watching baseball. I'm doing everything that I want to do. I'm excited this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're going to take a shot at these three tumors in my back, right? And then take Saturday and Sunday off and go back Tuesday and Wednesday, and those five are done. Wow, that's, I mean, why am I crying? Why should I be upset? You see? You know, people in here, some of y'all say, well, I'll be at church if the good Lord live willing. Tell you something. Come next Sunday, I'll be standing right here. You see? He's willing. Because he's willing. He's willing. He's already letting know. You'll be here. You're good. You see? Because my faith is bigger than them tumors in my body. You see? You see? When it's time, it's time, but it ain't my time yet. Do you understand? So I'm enjoying my life. You see, and you better enjoy yours. I told y'all when I went and got the colonoscopy, and they told me, I'll see you a couple months ago. I'll see you in five years. I said, yeah, if y'all keep doing them fives, I'm going to be hanging them up probably after the next one. That's 85. I ain't, I ain't concerned about it. You see what I'm saying? And they laughed and I laughed because I'm not going to be here forever. But the same Holy Spirit that quickened Jesus Christ will be the same Holy Spirit when this one's over, this flesh is done, will quicken my spirit and I will be in the kingdom of God. And you can't get any better than that. You can't get any better than that. So we're going to live our lives as big as we want to live our lives. You see? All right. 2 Corinthians 3, starting at verse 4, first from the Amplified. Such is the confidence and steadfast reliance and absolute trust that we have through Christ toward God. I've got it. I trust God. I just trust God. Live your life like that. Trust him. You know, there's an old folk say, and when you can't stand, stand anyhow. Just trust him. You see? And when you trust him, no matter how the storms in your life comes, you're firm and you're, you're standing on a firm rock. All right? Remember that song, On This Solid Rock I Stand? Everything else is seeking sand. Where are you standing? What kind of soil are you standing on? All right. And not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency and qualifications come from God. That's where it comes from. You love God? He qualified you. Did he? Where does it come from? Somebody asks you, why are you there? Because God qualified me. You see? One thing about people, if they qualify you, they'll take it back if you do something they don't like. But when God qualifies you, it's yours. So pep talk. I hope y'all doing that thing pretty soon because I'm about to run out of room. I'll run out of stuff up here, all right? (laughs) And again, from the passion puts it this way. We carry this confidence in our hearts. Where you carry your confidence at? 
Where do you carry it at? Where do you carry it at? And start living it. Because our union is with Christ before God. I'm confident. I am confident that I'll be here next Sunday. I got confidence in that. I'm confident that whatever they ever do to me, God's got his hand in it. I'm good. You see? And I trust that he will put the right people in my life to do the right things for my life. You ought to do the same thing. All right? Yet we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. Don't try it. Don't try it. You don't have the strength to get through life on your own. It won't work. And I'm not saying this to be sarcastic. You'll jump off a bridge because life is tough. Don't try it. And we see what's going on around us. All right? For our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. From God's where? Empowering presence. So where's God at in your life? He's in my life. His presence is in me. And it it empowers me. Does it do you? Ask yourself that. All right. Ephesians 3, verse 20 from The Voice. Now to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things. Yeah, this is the benediction. Mm-hmm. Now to the God who can do all inspiring things. Immeasurable things. Immeasurable things. God can do immeasurable things. Mm-hmm. Things greater than we could ever ask him. Yeah, you can. I dare you to try it. Trust him. Trusting. Okay. Again, things greater than we could ever ask or imagine through the power at work in us. God can do things greater than we could ever ask him to do. Guess what? That means you can do great things. You can. Say, why, Pastor? Why, Pastor? There is a seed of greatness in you. Two weeks sermon. I already got next week's sermon done. We'll do it. You get a taste of it. Maybe you want to come back. God has planted, planted a seed of greatness in you. God has planted a seed of greatness in you. Guess what you need to do? Fertilize it. Water it with his word, and it'll increase your faith, and it will grow in you, and then you can really believe and understand that I'm a million times, billion times better, bigger on the inside than the outside. Amen. Amen. Amen.